Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. I
Thank you. 
שאתה קיים בחקירות ועיונים ודקדוקים דק דק לא באתי להיעלם נטוי גרון ומרדפיה לך לא באתי בכלל כדי להרעיל את החלל בחרמות וחרפות וגידופים סרק סרק לא באתי לבייש אף אחד לא באתי לנצח ולא נעיר ולא ברור מה יהיה הסוף של הסיפור האם ברוך האם ההוא לא ידעתי נשבעתי, כי באתי לחסות בצל האלה
essence of life from above. So never give up because
In the AM, Ashrenu Medley, done by Mayor Ben-Dvir. Excuse me, Mayor Ben-Dror here at JM in the AM. Chaim uh, Moshe Rechnitz with Aisha Schal. You heard Kelados, done by Volvi Adler. Moshe Storch with Take Us Home. Call Yisrael, that's Yaakov Chesed. Mayor Hajbi had Oker Harim. Akiva Elbogen had Josere Lecha. Gal Enai, Yosef Kugler, Ari Gold and Mutti Weiss together with Ava Torah, Choshev Al Yerushalayim and brand new Ari Goldwag, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Well, based on the lineup that I just mentioned, <laughs> you have to admit there is a lot of brand new recent a cappella selections that have been released, and we get to incorporate them into our three weeks format during the first week of the three weeks here. At JM and the AM. Welcome to a JM and the AM broadcast for a Wednesday on this 20th of July, day 21 in the month of Tammuz, the year 5782, Tufshin Pei Bays. Later this morning, in hour number three, we'll speak to Rabbi Daniel Gladstein. The book is called The Darkness and the Dawn The Anguish of the Gullus and the Glory of Jewish Eternity, a book that focuses on the three weeks, on Tishabav, on the fast days in general. Uh, we have an opportunity to speak to Rabbi Daniel Gladstein coming up here at JM and the AM, and we are very much looking forward to that conversation. Uh, well, um, you may be wondering what the weather's like out there as we continue to linger in the 90s in this area, New York, New Jersey, in the 90s, as many other parts of the world are, frankly. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, 73 degrees here in Teaneck, New Jersey right now. Sunny to partly cloudy with a high today of 96 Tonight, clear in the low 76. Tomorrow, some thunderstorms and a high of 93 degrees. This 90-degree weather uh, is going to last through Monday. And uh, I would assume it'll be back once the nine days commence. <laughs> Isn't that the tradition? Uh, right now, Yerushalayim is at 87. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Masoro, where we're going to be on the Monday, they're at 66 degrees. 73 here in Teaneck, New Jersey, as we say good morning at JM. Then we're in our temporary studio in Teaneck uh, during this uh, three weeks format Wednesday. And I thank you for joining us again. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein in hour number three. We'll have that conversation for you. Uh, don't forget, we are trying very hard to find a match for our good friend, Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. If you are somebody who has uh, considered at any point um, being a kidney donor, now is the time. Now is the time to come forward. 
Um, there's a special email address that our friends at Renewal have set up for Dr. J. Bienenfeld's situation. If you'd like to see if you're a match, if you'd like to learn more about kidney donation and see if you're a match in this situation, email the following address, r25555 at renewal.org, r25555 at renewal.org, r25555 at renewal.org. And, of course, your help is greatly appreciated. Uh, that's for sure. If you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, by the way, just write to Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com, AF at NahumSiegel.com, and he'll make sure you're added to that list. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, NahumSiegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. I, uh, I haven't looked in a while. I haven't looked in a while in terms of how many new users on the app, registered users, we get every single month. I think the average has been about 30 per month. Uh, oh, you're already up to 20 for July. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. No matter the time of year and no matter what's going on, um, although I really should check if that's true, we had a couple of times during this past year where we would expect a much larger registration i have to check that out but anyway uh, it, it seems in the average month no matter you know what average month we're talking about we get about 30 new registered users on our app and i want to thank everybody all the thousands who have become registered users and take advantage of our archives and so many wonderful things um so a uh a very big thank you to those who um to those who utilize our app way beyond just tuning in to hear what's happening live at JM in the AM. Uh, I want to wish a mazel tov to the uh, honorees at last night's Borough Park Jewish Community Council event. It happened last evening in, uh, in Borough Park, Brooklyn. Um, Gary Jenkins, the commissioner, New York City Department of Social Services, uh, received an award. Uh, Simcha Felder, the amazing state senator, a great friend of ours, received an award. Distinguished Trailblazer Award to Mark Levine, the uh, Manhattan Borough President. Uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Fleischer, Vice President of the Borough Park Jewish Community Council with a Lifetime Chesed Award. Public Service Award to um, Barry Spitzer, Community Board 12 District Manager. Uh, Edward Caban, uh, NYPD First Deputy Commissioner, Distinguished Community Guardian Award. It was really a nice evening. And I'm going to give a special thank you to uh, Ezra Friedlander and everybody who um, really were so welcoming in inviting me and um, having me participate in the event. So a big, big yashikach to the Borough Park Jewish Community Council from all of us here at JM in the AM. And it was great seeing a lot of people came over. Listeners, their wives are listeners, their kids are listeners, their parents are listeners. It was really nice. It was really nice to um, interact with everybody last evening and have some fun at that event. JM and the AM, it's a Wednesday. It's three weeks format, and we've got plenty more great acapella selections. Thanks for keeping it here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
רכבת עוד נוסעת, דמי, לא נשאר חמצן, אין לך לאן הראש כואב, נאבדת כבר הדעת. תן לה להירגע, בסוף אתה תראה, הכל יהיה בסדר. השמש כבר עולה, לבינתיים רק תחזיק עם איזו מטריה או סוודר. כי בסוף יהיה טוב, כמו שמספרים, ממש בקרוב, לא סתם כולם אומרים, שבסוף יהיה טוב, למה למהר? יש לנו אבא טוב, בשמיים שומר, שבסוף יהיה טוב. Yonatan Stern, Basofia Tov, Yoni Z's crown, a cappella style, Mayor Ben Dror with Kia Data here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Got lights on the background, news from Israel coming up. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. We're at Hask on Sunday. Experience day at Camp Hask. I saw Abe Eisner last night. They are excited up in Parksville, New York. We'll be there Sunday. We'll record Monday morning's JM and the AM. Join Miriam L. Wallach and me uh, Sunday up at Hask, Monday morning on JM and the AM. Very much looking forward to that. A great tradition brought back, Baruch Hashem. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next at JMNM. Galitzal, Asha Ashtayim. Shalom Rav, Baulpan Amit Kalderon, Ima Shekore Achshav. Mishpat Zadorov. בבית המשפט המחוזי בנצרת התקיים בצהריים דיון מיוחד בעניין ממצאי בדיקת הסערה שנמצאה בזירת הרצח. השופט אשר קולה אמר במהלך הדיון, דגימת השיער לא ראיה שוברת שוויון. מדווח כתבנו בצפון, אדר גיציס. על פי החלטת השופטים תבוצע השלמת בדיקות מלאה של תשע דגימות הייחוס במעבדה הביולוגית של המכון לרפואה המשפטית. השופט אשר קולה אולם אמר מצידו בדיון כי דגימת השיער היא לא ראיה שוברת שוויון. אם היא מתאימה למאה אלף איש, אז היא לא רלוונטית. בפרקליטות טענו כי הם יודעים מהי התשתית הראייתית הקיימת, ערך הראייה החדשה מוגבל, ולכן לא סבורים שמשהו ישתנה. אז כך עולה מהדיון שנערך היום לבקשת עורך דינו של רומן זדורוב, עורך הדין ירום הלוי. אירוע ירי פלילי ביפו. גבר בשנות ה-20 לחייו נורה ומצבו בינוני. צוות מגן דוד אדום פינה את הפצוע לבית החולים וולפסון. כתבתנו בתל אביב, אנה פינס מוסיפה שהמשטרה החלה בסריקות בזירת האירוע לבחינת הנסיבות. דריכות ביטחונית ביהודה ושומרון לקראת מבצע הקמת המאחזים של תנועת נחלה. כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון דורון קדוש מוסיף שפעילי שמאל מהארגונים לוחמים לשלום ואימהות נגד אלימות הגיעו בשעות הבוקר לשטח בגוש עציון שבו מתכוונים להקים מאחז בלתי חוקי. אלק יפרמוב מנהל פעילות ציבורית בשלום עכשיו אמר ליעל דן הם פוגעים בביטחון המדינה. מה שהם עושים בחודשים האחרונים זה מדיחים אזרחים לדבר עבירה זה ממש פשע מאורגן ולאור יום. כל המבצע הזה שהם מתכננים הוא בלתי חוקי, וזה הסיפור כולו. הם לא רואים את המדינה ממטר. הם הבינו שמישהו הזיז להם את הגבינה. הם שנים חשבו שהם הבעלבתים בשטח, הם באמת בפאניקה, כי הם הבינו שיש פה שחקן אחר על המגרש, ושגם לנו יש בולדוזר. 
בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב הרשיע שתיים מהסייעות בגן סיגל בחולון, אורטל בנימין ורינת ינקו, בהתעללות ותקיפה. כתבתנו בבית המשפט, אנה פינס מוסיפה כי השופט יוסי טופף כינה את המעשים איומים ובלתי נתפסים, והרשיע את השתיים סך הכל בלמעלה מעשר עבירות התעללות, כשישים סעיפי תקיפה והתעללות נפשית. גל לוי, אימא לאחת הפעוטות שנכללו בכתב האישום, אמרה ביומן הצהריים, אלו ילדים שנולדו בריאים וקיבלנו אותם מהגן נכים. הילדים שלנו יצאו עם השלכות ועם פצעים וצלקות שאנחנו עדיין סוחבים, ומי יודע עוד כמה זמן לסחוב קדימה. הילדים שלנו מטופלים, ילדים שמוגדרים אחוזי נכות ופוסט טראומה. פוסט טראומה מורכבת שהיא מוגדרת כרגע לצמיתות. בתי החולים בלינסון ושיבא תל השומר נמצאים במקום הראשון בדירוג דוח התוכנית הלאומית למדדי איכות של משרד הבריאות לשנת 2021. הפרופסור ארנון אפק, המשנה למנכ"ל המרכז הרפואי שיבא, ברך. צריך לומר תודה לכל אחד ואחת מאנשי הצוות שלנו, שיחד מטפלים תחת עומסים גדולים מאוד. מתוך ראייה אנושית, כל אחד מהמטופלים המגיע לשיבא בעינינו עולם ומלואו, ואנחנו מתחייבים גם בעתיד לעשות הכל כדי שיקבלו את הטיפול לא רק האיכותי ביותר ששיבא יודע להעניק, כי גם האנושי ביותר. מדבריו הביאה כתבתנו לענייני, לענייני בריאות, טל אור מאירסון. ומזג האוויר ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות בהרים ובפנים הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Hashem 
starting to see now who I am I've been lost before I know but here I stand holding your hand taking part in your plan and now I'm walking down your path and now I'm walking down your path even with the questions I have to See us who we are and who we are. 
Sometimes when the sky above runs out of every single shooting star And what if every good intention's only meant to go so far J.M. and the A.M. with our friends from Waterbury, uh, Tati, My King, and Only Love. It's acapella, Songs of the Soul from the Waterbury Yeshiva. Lots of great brand new acapellas we've been mentioning. And there you have it here at J.M. And by the way, a big shout out to Yossi Zweig. Uh, he has the, the Wednesday live lunch today, uh, 11 until 1 here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, but I'm giving him a special shout out because he has been so on time, as he always is, uh, but especially now as uh, the acapella selections are coming out fast and furious. He is uh, he and Avrami and Mark, they're all uh, very much on top of the brand new selections and everything that's being incorporated into our playlist. So a big thank you to all of them. And I'm going to give Yossi a special, a special thank you this morning here at JM in the AM. And you'll hear him 11 until 1 today during the Wednesday live lunch, just like you heard of Rummy yesterday during the Tuesday live lunch right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Don't forget our schedule next week, and we'll talk more about this as we get closer and closer to the end of this week. Uh, our schedule next week is pretty fun and uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty exciting. Uh, Sunday, we'll be up at the uh, Hask Experience Day, which means on Monday morning between 6 and 9, you'll hear that entire broadcast as a Monday JM in the AM. This uh, brings back a tradition of many, many years that, of course, was interrupted uh, by the pandemic, and we are very much looking forward to it. So join Miriam L. Wallach and me this coming Sunday up at Hask Experience Day. And uh, those of you who are Monday morning listeners, join us for the show uh, that we're going to record on Sunday at Hask and present on Monday morning here at JM in the AM. From there, I'm going to be heading up to Camp Missora on Monday up at Camp Missora. We'll be doing some uh, Instagram Live, no doubt. Uh, make sure to follow Camp Missora if you're a Missora parent or uh, or friend. And um, Tuesday's JM and the AM will be that broadcast. In other words, Tuesday morning between 6 and 9, our visit to Camp Missora. We'll have that for you. And then, of course, uh, Wednesday we are back to our uh, regular format. And uh, please, God, a, uh, a live edition from our temporary studio here. <coughs> Excuse me, in Teaneck. New Jersey. So that's the uh, that's the story. Uh, we'll be um, uh, broadcasting up at uh, Camp Hask, the Monday JM and the AM, hosted by Miriam Alwalik and me. Uh, for Monday, on Tuesday, I will be up at uh, Camp Missora between 6 and 9 a.m. That's a show that we're going to record on Monday. Um, I'll try to make it to Woodburn at some point Monday. <laughs> Uh, there's got to be a dinner stop on the way back. I have to speak to Mrs. Siegel. There's got to be a dinner stop on the way back. So it could be up there. It could be, uh, I guess, uh, around here. There's got to be some dinner stop on Monday. 
No doubt about it. Anyway, that's the story, and I thank you uh, for joining us and for being part of this amazing radio experience. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. We're by Danielle Galatstein, who was last with us in May um, when we were helping to uh, raise money for his uh, amazing cause. Uh, he's going to join us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. The book is called The Darkness and the Dawn, all about the three weeks, the anguish of the gullus and the glory of Jewish eternity. We're by Danielle Galatstein. Joins me, hour number three this morning, right here at JM in the AM. Uh, you heard what I said yesterday when uh, Jordy Alter was on, that when the World Baseball Classic gets to uh, Miami during March of 2023, there'll be no better feeling than uh, watching those games and having an A&H hot dog. <laughs> what can I tell you? That's a real baseball experience. And this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old World Classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And by the way, the the salami that A and H produces, even in its casing, you can see how fresh and large and incredible it is when you walk into your uh, kosher supermarket and see the meat display and the large A and H display uh, that's there for you at the ready. I mean, it's just such great packaging. Delicious-looking products, and they taste just as good as they look. Uh, modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no-nitrate-added, reduced-fat, and reduced-sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. As we always say, you'll be glad you did. One more from Waterbury here at JM in the AM. Hashem Echad Ushmael 
Wait a minute or two at the Gam Kiela. Cole Ish here at JM in the AM. The two that you heard uh, from them uh, were um, Hodo Al Eretz and Va'alu. Uh, before that, the uh, collection of selections from the brand new Waterbury acapella album here at JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us here on a um, Wednesday morning broadcast. Don't forget that Sunday we visit Camp Hask. Hask Experience Day is going to include. A whole bunch of people, including us, doing a radio show that you'll hear between 6 and 9 on Monday morning. So join Miriam Wallach and me as we broadcast from Hask this weekend. And Monday you'll hear that show here at the Nahum Siegel Network on JM in the AM. Uh, I head up to Camp Missora for a uh, Monday visit, and that'll be our Tuesday morning JM in the AM. Certainly looking forward to that, Tuesday morning JM in the AM uh, from Camp Missora. So, lots going on, to say the least, even in the middle of our three weeks format, I'm proud to say. By the way, speaking of three weeks format, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, whose book is entitled The Darkness and the Dawn, all about the three weeks, is going to join us in hour number three this morning right here at JM in the AM. Very popular speaker, great Magid Sheer and wonderful author, and he'll join us coming up uh, just about an hour from now. Uh, actually, earlier than that, he'll join us about 8.15 this morning. Eastern time here at JM and the AM. So stay tuned for that. A lot of people out there, I'm sure, want to hear what he has to say about the three weeks. So by David Goldwasser's words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We find a very interesting part in the Torah that addresses serving the Klal, being a part of Klal Yisrael. We learn in the Pasuk that Pinchas got up, from amid the assembly, and he took a spear in his hand. There's no irrelevant or extra word in the Torah. Yet, the Pasuk finds it necessary to tell us that Pinchas was a member of the congregation. We knew that already. Rabbi Nisim again explains that the Torah's intention 
is to highlight Pinchas as a regular person, one of the crowd, not an illustrious personage that was some prominent sage. Yet, even an ordinary person is obligated to oppose and protest a chilol Hashem, any desecration of the name of Hashem, despite the fact that the commission of the sin was by one of the notable people of the generation. Pinchas didn't hold back. Immediately he rushed to attack that action. He didn't absolve himself by saying, Oh, I'm not such an important individual. My stature is not so great. Or, Moshe Rabbeinu is the leader of the congregation. He's the leader of our whole generation. Let him take care of it. Often, when we observe something taking place, and perhaps we should protest, or perhaps we should speak out against it, we begin to say, who am I? Do I have to correct it? Who appointed me to object or disapprove this violation or offense? I'm not a Rav. I'm not a Rebetzin. Let those in charge take action. On the contrary, Pinchas teaches us that at times, specifically in matters of Chilol Hashem, every individual is obligated to become involved. It's fascinating that we learn in the Medrash, Pinchas Zuelio, that Pinchas then became Eliyahu. What happened with Elio? It's fascinating to understand that Eliyahu did not die. It says he went up to Shemaim in a storm, Chai Vekayim, when he was still living. Why is that so? Because Pinchas was willing to give up on his life. He was willing to go and take care of the desecration, even if it would cost him his very own life. He went into enemy camp in terms of what he wanted to do. Yet, he was willing to give it all up for the honor of Hashem. Hashem said, you are willing to give up for my honor. You are going to get eternal life. You will live forever. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
in the AM. It's Cole Ish with Gam Kielach, as promised here at JM in the AM. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's a uh, Wednesday here at JM in the AM, and Yassi Zweig will conduct an acapella live lunch for the three weeks coming up between 11 and 1 Eastern time. Join him for that later today here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, he'll be up there at Camp Hass this coming Sunday. We'll be up there at Camp Hass this coming Sunday. Join Miriam L. Wallach and me as we broadcast from Hask. On Sunday, you'll hear the broadcast on this network on Monday morning, JM in the AM between 6 and 9 a.m. on Monday, and we're looking forward to that. Looking forward to reuniting with our friends up at Camp Hask. Experience Day is Sunday. You are invited 
to come and uh, and see what it's all about up there. It's a magical place, and we'll be broadcasting from there uh, Monday mornings, JM in the AM. Uh, by the way, I mentioned this last week. I wanted to give a special shout-out to listener Patricia Bader. Um, she wrote a letter at the beginning of July to us with a donation that said, "Here's the don- Dear Nahum, here's the donation I promised. I'm making it a memory of my recently deceased husband of 51-plus years, Alan Bader, Alter Melech ben Moshe. I hope this helps to keep your fantastic program going. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you so much for that. Greatly appreciated. And um, may your uh, husband's memory be for a blessing, which no doubt it is and will. Um, Rabbi Gladstein, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, one of the most popular uh, lecturers out there, is going to join us in hour number three this morning here at JM in the AM. The book is called The Darkness and the Dawn. You can go to artscroll.com. You can buy the book. Use promo code radio for your discount and for your free shipping. Again, The Darkness and the Dawn. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, about the three weeks coming up in hour number three this morning here at JM in the AM. Again, use promo code radio to save, save, save at artscroll.com. I have to give a special thank you to um, my good friend, Norman Gilden. Uh, I had the opportunity during Norman Gilden's brilliant career, uh, which continues, by the way, um, as a, uh, a great director of development, a uh, really effective and uh, prominent fundraiser. Um, had the pleasure of working with him for many, many years for a lot of great causes. Uh, he included me in his work. And he has a brand new book. It actually came out in February. It was sent to me last week. He has a brand new book entitled Learn From My Experiences, a collection of essays on fundraising for professionals, lay leaders, volunteers, and the public. And um, Norman was uh, on this program many, many times with representatives and honorees from Migdal Or and Ohel and Metropolitan Jewish Geriatric Foundation and um, over the years, over the many decades. And he wrote a just an absolutely beautiful uh, acknowledgement about me on page eight of the book. I'm way too embarrassed, frankly, to read it on the air. But I got to thank him, the way he thanks J.M. the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network and the way he um, discusses the impact that we've had in the greater Jewish community. I, I just, I got to say thank you. So Norman Gilden, the brand new book uh, is, um, by the way, the brand new book uh, contains a special, a special uh, pandemic section. <laughs> I know that people have uh, been um, conjecturing and uh and um, wondering about fundraising during the pandemic, and I think we could say fundraising after the pandemic as well, how different the playing field is. Anyway, he addresses all of that in the book. So, um, again, I thank Norman Gilden. I wish him Mazal Tov on the brand-new book. It's called Learn From My Experiences. It's on Amazon. It's on... uh, It's on... um, his website, Norman Gilden's website, whole bunch of outlets. And, uh, I, again, I'm humbled by uh, what he wrote about me and our work uh, in the acknowledgement section of the book, and I thank him very, very much. More coming up. It's JM and the AM. It is a uh, Wednesday morning, three weeks format broadcast. 
And we continue with this brand new one from Ari Goldwag. Show you, man. 
from a collection entitled Darkness to Redemption. That's Shomer Yisrael. Before that, Bowie from uh, Ari Goldwag here at JM in the AM. Our community calendar online, by the way, has information about a bunch of events coming up, including today. Uh, Turo has the physician assistant information session, uh, one for the Manhattan campus and one for the Illinois campus. Uh, that's happening on Zoom today uh, at uh, 4 o'clock Eastern time and 5 o'clock Eastern time. So check it out. Go to the uh, community calendar section of NahumSiegel.com. Pretty easy to get to. Just click on community calendar at the top of our page. And again, the Turo Physician Assistant uh, information sessions are up there. Also, the Chazak presentation of Turn Saturday Night into Motzei Shabbos 
that's up there for July the 23rd. The Sharsheret Barbecues, the one in Englewood, New Jersey for August 1st, the one in Long Island for August 3rd. That's up there as well. Also, you'll recall that uh, Rebbitson Schmidman was with us when we discussed the Alit Summer Virtual Bait Midrash. Um, that starts on the 25th of July and goes through August the 4th. You'll find it under August the 4th. It's a Zoom a virtual bait midrash. Well, virtual bait midrash. Obviously, it's on Zoom. Uh, you'll find it on a. Um, you'll find it on uh, uh, the uh, August fourth section of our community calendar. And finally, the Coney Island Amphitheater, one of our favorite places. I love playing that Ford Theater at Coney Island. Uh, it's having the Chosen Comedy Festival on the 16th of August. I, it is unbelievable how many things are happening the 16th of August. I was discussing this last night with Ezra Friedlander. It is unbelievable how many things are happening on the 16th of August. And that is the one day, please God, that I will hopefully be with Nefesh Benefesh in Israel. Uh, so I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff, but it doesn't mean you have to miss it. The Chosen Comedy Festival looks like an amazing lineup. It's the 16th of August, and the, and the information is up there on the uh, website. Uh, if you go to NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar. Simple as that. All right, so keep that in mind. More coming up. You're listening to a, a I was going to say Sphera. You're listening to a three weeks format, a Wednesday at JM in the AM. <laughs> Show in my shop, 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 show in my
J.M. and the A.M. Simcholi Artsacha. That's Ellie Gerstner and Company. Uh, another great a cappella album. Ellie Gerstner and the Chevra sing a cappella. Um, uh, before that, you heard the uh, Yismuchu done by Shabbos Dick Oitzros here at J.M. and the A.M. or Oitzros, depending on how you pronounce it. <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning, actually a bit after eight already. Uh, and uh, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein is set to join us this hour. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. The book is called Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, The Darkness and the Dawn. The Darkness and the Dawn. We'll talk about the three weeks coming up this hour with plenty more happening, including Yossi Zweig and the Wednesday a cappella three weeks format live lunch. And don't forget this coming Sunday, we're at Camp Hask for Hask Experience Day. That broadcast will be heard Monday morning between 6 and 9 a.m. Join Miriam Alwalik and me. For that broadcast from Camp Hask, I will be at Camp Missora on Monday, which means Tuesday's JM and the AM will originate from Camp Missora up in Guilford, New York. So that's the schedule uh, for the beginning of next week, and I certainly hope you'll uh, be tuned in every single day to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app.
JM and the AM, our three weeks format. Oh, we'll be talking a lot about the three weeks in the next few minutes. Essa Ani done by um, Shire Zimra. Before that, 613, Lave Tahar. Um, with the song Lave Tahar, and before that, the song Achenu here at JM in the AM. Well, I've been telling you about the artscroll.com. Don't forget our friends at artscroll.com have an incredible array of uh, books available to you and uh, the section on the three weeks on this time of year in general uh with the um uh, with the um uh, nine days and tish above etc coming up they got plenty there i want to point out to you a book that came out one year ago called the darkness and the dawn it's by daniel gladstein the anguish of the gullus and the glory of jewish eternity with a discussion about the uh about the um, oh, do we have Rabbi Gladstein? Oh, there he is. A discussion about the uh, three weeks and Tishabov and everything you'd expect in a book uh, that talks about this time of year. It's called The Darkness and the Dawn. It came out last year. When you use promo code radio at artscroll.com, you get your free shipping and, of course, uh, of course, a major discount as well. So whatever you order from artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio. The book is called The Darkness and the Dawn, The Anguish of the Gullus and the Glory of Jewish Eternity. The last time we spoke to Rabbi Gladstein, he was in the midst of his um, uh, incredible campaign uh, that took place in the month of May, a campaign that was uh, designated to expand the incredible work of Machon Magid Harakia. Uh, they, at that time, were raising $1 million. And... Um, uh, he has been uh, just an incredible Magid Shear, wonderful lecturer, fantastic author, and he is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Rabbi Nachum. Thank you so much for the opportunity. 
I hope it you know, went. The three weeks. Yeah, it's a time of uh, challenge, but it's one of the big highlights to be able to speak with you. No question that uh, it's a time of challenge and one that uh, uh, certainly um, is a is is a, is a time of a different mood than the rest of the year. That's for sure. That's one of the things we do here is we set aside uh, these weeks to uh, slow things down get things into a three weeks format and help people, I hope, with inspiration and introspection. Rabbi Gladstein, um, it's a three weeks format and therefore uh, uh, a week being seven days and three weeks times seven equaling 21. Is the three weeks actually 21 days or is the three weeks actually 22 days? Okay, so that's... uh a major subject dealt with in the book because we <laughs> we refer to it as three weeks. Right. But as you know, if uh, Shabbat Sabatama is a Sunday and Tishabah is Sunday, they're actually 22 days. Right. So there are different ways of slicing it. You know, you could look at it as uh, 22 days. In fact, there's a very significant gematria, numerical value of the number of hours of the three weeks. So 22 times 24 is 528. That's mafteach key. So it would be the key of redemption. And on the other hand, Tishabav is considered a moyed. So maybe we don't have to count Tishabav toward the tragic part of the three weeks. So there's really different ways of looking at it. You know, it's funny, the, and the theme of Tishabov being, you know, on a different level, a potential moed, as you described, etc., a potential holiday, we should mention for everybody, uh, is, is really something. I, and ironically, ironically, I always tell people, I have much more difficulty with Shavasarbatamuz physically as a fast day than Tishabov. And people will be like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Tishabov is longer. Mm-hmm. Tishabov is more difficult. Tishabov has other inuyim. Tishabov has other restrictions, etc. And I, I always think that aside from the physical aspect and not being used to fasting, right? We don't. It's a long period of time that we haven't fasted once you get to Shavasar Batamos. But I think there is a psychological thing to it. I think when you're fasting and starting off the three weeks and knowing that we are now going into the depths of, I don't want to say despair, but the depths of the calendar when it comes to the more serious time of the year uh, and knowing that the, mm-hmm. the, the full three weeks is coming up. And then, of course, uh, the nine days. And then, of course, Shavuot Shachalbo. And then, of course, Erev Tishavav Tishavav. I think it's a different attitude than on Tishabov when people are already thinking of Nachamu, thinking of Nachama, thinking of what their plans are for the remainder of the summer. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is there, you think there's anything to that? I do. Uh, you know, the, the Gemara says that we we commemorate Tishabov on the 9th, even though the majority of it burnt down on the 10th, because the beginning of something is more acute, is more severe. And that's similar to what you're saying. The, the start of something, the start of a tragic period is, is more painful than when, because you're really defined by where you're headed than where you're currently located. So as we're headed toward the three weeks right. and we have to traverse the whole period, it, it becomes, uh, as you say, psychologically somewhat overwhelming. Yeah. And, and it's funny because sometimes, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say people are criticized, but sometimes we do some self-criticism when when we are in fact focused on the post Tishabov activities um, as opposed to Tishabov itself on Tishabov. And I would even argue yeah. that some people get 
I don't want to say upset, but they but they look a certain way when a couple of days after Tishabov this year obviously would be more than just a couple, that a couple of days after mm-hmm. Tishabov we're already in that, you know, I don't want to say frolicking, but you know, in a in a better mood, let's put it that way, in a better mood and doing more fun activities than we were just a couple of days earlier. But I think that that's part of the beauty of our existence as a Jewish people. That there's, you know, just like we are able to be Mavdol Ben Kodesh Lachol and and Tame and Tahar, and one thing can be, you know, holy one second and unholy the next, and vi- and vice versa. I think that's part of the, you know, the existence of our people. That you know, the the three weeks are the three weeks. Once they're over, you know, it's time to get into a different frame of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Like Kolzman Vice, there's a time, an appropriate time for every type of emotion. Interestingly, Chassam Sofer says that the months of Av are two separate months. There's Av, which is the first nine days, and then right. afterwards right. Uh, is Menachem Av. So he, he considers it almost an entirely different month once Tisha B'Av comes to an end. Oh, by the way, and, and, and I don't know how one can help but feel that way. You know, just the, the atmosphere feels that way, which, of course, now leads me to the question of the Hassam Sofer, Ben Shroshodesh, and said Av or Menachem Av, but... Uh, <laughs> because yeah, I, right. Because <laughs> we say Menachem Av for good reason when we Ben Shroshodesh. Uh, but anyway, that's a, right. so, that's a side point, to say the least. Why'd you call the book, and, and again, with some of the stuff we've already discussed, uh, I think it might be obvious, but you called it The Darkness and the Dawn, and there, there's so much about bitachon, so much about faith in this book, and so much about communal activity in this book. And even when, uh, as the Navi says, and as our predecessors, our ancestors experienced, even in the throes of terrible tragedy, uh, it is amazing how the Jewish people collectively and individually are able to look toward the dawn. You talk about your own grandfather in this context. And it may be one of the yeah. reasons, I, I, it may be one of the reasons, by the way, I was thinking about this, and it's always bothered me to an extent, that the Holocaust is always one of the main components of our Tisha B'Av observance and thinking and preparation. But how can it not be? Because that's the closest <laughs> that we as a people could ever feel the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, the physical feeling that our, you know, the previous generations had during those horrible times. How is it that the Jewish people are always focused on the dawn when they're in the terrible uh, era of despair? Yeah, as you mentioned, this concept is very personal to me because my own grandfather would always say that when he was in Auschwitz, when he was in Dachau, Every day he believed in absolute faith that Mashiach would come today. He didn't have a doubt. He didn't think maybe. He believed it with conviction. And while it was the darkest time in the history of our people, my grandfather always said he saw raw giloy shchina, just divine revelation, whether it was when he was yanked out of a crematoria or when he was uh, select when he went at a selection line when the last moment he was told to go to life. He always said that even in the time of darkness, he saw Hashem's embrace for the Jewish people. And that, that message that he would give over to us. And my grandfather passed away a year ago at 106 years old. Wow. And his last words, his last words in this world were, I'm waiting for Mashiach. And then his neshama went up to Shemayim. So this is a theme and this is a message that we, we learned firsthand from our grandfather. And I think this has to be a dominant theme when, when it comes to Tisha B'Av. You know, it's always a, such an interesting custom to me that on the actual day, midday, 
we get up from the floor. Right. Why are we get why are we getting off the floor? Right. We're in the middle of we're middle of the morning. This is the most acute time of the Avelos. Right. But the message is that we never wallow in self pity. We never feel sorry for ourselves. Our obligation is to dust ourselves off, pick ourselves up and build for the future. And by the way, so this has to, and, and by, I'm yeah. sorry for interrupting, but by the way, this, this is the exact point. How can one feel guilty about the change of mood once Tisha B'Av is, is finally here when the day, the minhagim of the day itself demands that the mood change a bit? Absolutely. Right. Clearly our sages are directing us uh, in this fashion. Right. Um, and by the it's, way, it's always very interesting. No, yeah. no, I just want a, a point about your grandfather's life, and and sure. because people are probably thinking, what about those who didn't survive? But but what but we need to remember is that so many of those, no matter what their fate ended up being, had the same attitude that your grandfather had. Yeah, you know, Rabbi Hanan would say that uh, the success of the Jewish people um, in the aftermath is built on the sacrifice of those Jews who gave up their life for our people. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, very moving chapters is the great dilemma that many of the sages had of whether to save their own lives during the Holocaust or to um, stay with their respective kahilas and be with them in their final moments. And my own great-grandfather, who was the last rav of the city of Sakhachev, had every opportunity in the world to come to America. Actually, they were going to carve out a position for him to be the chief rabbi of the United States of America, the first time that position would have been carved out. And he decided he felt his, it was his moral obligation to stay with his kihila. And uh, he was murdered out to the Shashem in the Warsaw ghetto. So th- this is, yeah. Whole thing is unbelievable. JM and the AM on a on a Wednesday with her by Daniel Gladstein. The book is called The Darkness and the Dawn. Arts Girl release The Darkness and the Dawn. What is your, and I mean, I read part of uh, what you wrote about it, but, um, you know, I think about, yeah. I think about the, um, the different things that happen during this time of year. What is your impression, opinion, uh, feeling about those of us who seem to be cutting corners when we specifically seek out a siyum, a, uh, a uh, suudas mitzvah, uh, to avoid, mm-hmm. <laughs> to avoid having to avoid meat during the nine days. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> what do you think? Well, th- this this has become a very beloved custom in the Jewish people. <laughs> to say the you least, know, the, <laughs> the great minhag um, of making a siyum. Look, um, you know, uh, on the one hand, you sort of get the feeling it's a loophole, and you know, to what. How thorough did the person really learn the Masechta? And are they just looking for an opportunity to, to have some extra basar? But on the other hand, one of the chapters in the book uh, deals with the idea that uh, the concept of Chorban means a realm where there's no Taira. Mm-hmm. And through the medium of Siam, you sort of create this realm where Chorban was not able to penetrate. So it's not that the Siam overrides the Chorban or overrides the prohibition of having meat, but it sort of creates this arena where the Chorban was not able to penetrate, where the, the language we use is Bemakaim Taira Ein Chorban. In a realm of Taira, there is no destruction. So that, that's a very beautiful idea that in a place of a Siam, the Chorban was not able to be effective. Um, so 
It, that, that's an idea that's well substantiated. It, well, it, it made me feel a lot better, frankly, because, <laughs> no, but I'm being serious about that. Like, you know, if one's participating yeah. in a seum, they have to understand that there is a, there is an extra level to it. There is, you know, something unique about it. And it's not just, you know, cheating to make sure one could have meat, but you're participating. And, and, and if it's, you know, and if, and if this is what people do because they're, you know, the byproduct is that they're able to, you know, have a better meal, so to speak, uh, then this is what they mm-hmm. do. But the reality is, as you just said, if you're participating in a suit mitzvah, one that has to do with Torah, then the Horbin is further yeah. away. And I, I thought that's just... Absolutely. I, I actually, I heard a, an amazing firsthand account that in a hotel in the Catskills where Moshe Feinstein was there, and he insisted that there be a siyam each day. And he would make the siyam, and he saw in the corner, Rav Schneer Cutler was there, and he saw that he was a little bit hesitant to constantly be partaking in the siyam, and Rav Moshe ordered him, you know, you, you have to eat, because if you don't participate then the other Yidin who are eating at the Siyam, they're not going to be enjoying their meal. They're going to feel a little guilty. So Moshe not only made the Siyam, but he insisted that the other great Rabbanim there also participate. Amazing. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Which, by the way, gives even more... Um, uh, it, uh, it, it makes one feel even better if they're in a summer camp atmosphere and there's a seum because again, you know, while we may look at it as you know a way to eat meat, the reality is you're talking about hundreds of kids together celebrating a a seum of a masechta, a seum of you know a portion mm-hmm. of the Torah, and and that you know that that you know, imagine if you're making a seum with a few people, it's one thing, but rovam hadras melech, if you're having the opportunity to do it with hundreds of people in a hotel. Or in a uh, or in a camp, it makes it even you know it makes it even more majestic, makes it nicer. So, I, I was. If I may, I know yeah. your your uh, audience, uh, a high high level, sophisticated uh, audience. Right. Kabbalistically, the students of the Baal Shem Tov would say, you know, the force of impurity. His name is Samach Mem Aleph Lamed. That's his name, and what it stands for is Siam Masechta Ein. So the forces of impurity, if there's one thing they're out to stop, it's the making of a siyam. And when Yaakov Avinu came to the Harhabayas, he saw a sulam. Sulam stands for siyam mesechta la'asais. Make a siyam. And that is the force that with which we overcome the forces of Tuma. So there's actually a secret Kabbalistic uh, power in the seum during this time of the year yeah and and reminiscent of those times in jewish history when when the torah study was restricted by the enemy and you know people would would literally risk their lives in order to do so and and you know thank god uh that was part of our enduring heritage is that uh, you know it's what kept torah alive that people in the most difficult of circumstances made sure to continue making seum and made sure to continue teaching torah so there's that as well. Absolutely. By the yeah. way, I mean, look, you've included, one can write a book about Bainam Atzarim, one could write a book about the three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, with the bookends being Shavasar Batamas and Tishabov, and there's plenty of information in here, and I continue to recommend it to our listeners. Uh, but you made sure to include the Holocaust Memorial. You made sure to include the fact that, uh, again, um, th- th- this is the event in recent Jewish history that we can most relate to when it comes to Chorban, when it comes to destruction. And uh, it, it gave me, again, as I said earlier, it gave me a clearer understanding of why we focus so much during the nine days on Tisha B'Av on the Holocaust. Because, you know, when you have something that you can relate to so much better than thinking back, you know, 2,000 years to the Hurban, which, of course, we don't know anybody who, at this point, who was uh, right. 
who was part of it. So that gave me a much clearer, and, and I assume it's your family history that, you. that I think it's your family history that made that that yes. that made you include this, right? I don't know if you if you didn't Absolutely. have that, if, yeah, if you didn't have that experience, you may not have been as as uh, inclined to include the. Uh, Absolutely, I mean, the, these are personal stories that I grew up with, that I live with, that that you know, my my grandparents were survivors and everything about their personalities and their lives and how they dedicated the rest of their lives to rebuild the Jewish people. Um, everything about their lives uh, speaks about uh, the darkness of uh, the Gullahs and also the hope for the future of our people. Right. So it's a very personal story to me. And the hope is unbelievable. The dawn is just incredible. And, and, and finally, um, yes. you've included in this book about the three weeks, the four fasts, meaning the other fasts of the year. That also got me thinking that, you know, as much as we concentrate so much of the, uh, of, of the thinking of the Hurban and the, um, and the uh, br- breaking of the siege in Yerushalayim, et cetera, that le- leads eventually to the Hurban during these three weeks, one cannot really get the full experience of what we are commemorating without uh, without uh, speaking about and mentioning the other fasts. Would that be would that be the reason that they are included? Yeah, absolutely. The four fasts are one are part of a cycle beginning with the siege of Sarvatedes, going to the breaching the walls of the Tamas, the destruction on Tishabov, and then the last ember of hope being extinguished on some Gedalia. So they're all part of one entity. And you can't fully experience one without treating the subject of, of all four Tanisim. Yeah. And so I just it's certainly and, it's all part of one entity. And I just have to reiterate, I mean you mentioned in terms of the Holocaust and that and the Amuna and Bitachon is just incredible as you described it in the and the personal um, account that you gave uh, in terms of your own grandfather, but what is it about the Jewish people? How is it that that in the in the depths of despair, and when the Navi is predicting the you know, most horrible experiences for the collective Jewish community, how is it that there is so much hope, that there is so much faith in the one above, that there's no that there's there's no desire. Uh, I'll say that collectively, communally, that there's no desire to abandon the one above. There's just a desire to get as closer to him as possible. Look, obviously, our connection with Avinu Shabbat Shemayim goes back 3,300 years, goes back to the time of Avraham Avinu. We are, Avraham Avinu and Sarah were, were biologically incapable of fathering a people, and God created Klal Yisrael from Avraham and Sarah, who were not really physically capable of producing children. And that, that shows us that Hashem created us from hopelessness, and, and yet we're still here. So that means the very fabric of our people is above and beyond Yosh, above and beyond hopelessness. And uh, Hashem selected us. He gave us the Torah in the year 2448, and that was such an, a momentous occasion that seared onto the collective soul of the Jewish people such a deep love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu that not, we, we're never going to give it up. Nothing could compete with that love, that rendezvous with HaKadosh Baruch Hu at Sinai. And if I may, sure. you know, we had this idea that uh, Tisha B'Av is a moyed, a yamtif, and it's really hard to understand you know, what kind of yamtif it is. is it? It's the most tragic day of the year. But 
Rav Yaakov Emden writes that the greatest miracle in the history of the world is the continued survival of the Jewish people. Yeah. And when he contemplates the miraculous nature of how we're still around, how we're still kicking, he says he swears that it surpasses in his mind all the miracles that God performed for the Jewish people in Egypt. So if we have a Yom Tif like Pesach that commemorates Exodus, and we have a Yom Tif like Shavuot that commemorates the giving of the Torah, then in a way, Tishabav commemorates a much greater miracle. That's the miracle of continued Jewish survival. You know, it's, and in that way, yeah. No, I, I, I not to compare, <laughs> because yeah. uh, obviously there is no comparison. But I'll never forget. I saw an interview once with a non-Jewish academic, a historian, and, and they asked mm-hmm. him, "What's the most significant part of of history? Like, what 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 is one of the most amazing things in history?" And he cited how the Jewish people were able to rebound after the destruction of the temple. And I'm like, wow, even someone in that, uh, in that, you know, environment can understand just how significant that is. So again, the way Rav Yaakov Emden says it is much nicer, but you get my point. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we know the, you know, the famous uh, comments of Mark Twain, what is the secret of their immortality? So that's uh, really one of the greatest miracles that, uh, we've ever experienced or the world has ever experienced. So our forefathers, they only experienced the Exodus. That was minor compared to the miracle that we see today with our own eyes when we're still around and the Jewish people are thriving. Amazing. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, the book is called The Darkness and the Dawn. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio, make sure to get your discount and your free shipping. Again, always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. The Darkness and the Dawn, the Anguish of the Gullus, and the Glory of Jewish Eternity. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, um, uh, the, the book is amazing. And the book will enhance your three weeks experience. By the way, how's Machon Magid Harakia doing? Did the fundraising go well? Are we doing all right? Oh, the, we, we were very successful. Thank God we raised over a million dollars. We're oh, still sure. pushing, but um, thank you for the platform. Sure. That definitely enhanced uh, the campaign. And uh, we just uh, expanded over the last couple of weeks. And we have uh, many more people joining and coming to the Shiurim and listening to the broadcast. So, yeah, thanks for asking about that. Rabbi Gladstein, uh, you're doing amazing work and uh, positively affecting so many people out there. Continued success. Hatzlacha Rabbah. And I hope that uh, I'm sure this book will help uh, inspire people during this period of time. And I really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you for the time. Uh, Always a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, we hope to see you again soon. B'yushalayim. Ezrat Hashem. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, everybody. The book is called The Darkness and the Dawn. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio, the darkness and the dawn, the anguish of the gullus, and the glory of the Jewish of Jewish eternity, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein. Uh, and if you want to check out the conversation we had about Machon Magid Harakia, uh, that goes back to a, um, a, a that goes back to um, uh, the month of May. You could find it uh, in the archives at uh, nahumsegel.com. More coming up. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
Bye. 
Before we wrap up, a couple of reminders. Don't forget, we're going to be up at the Camp Pass this coming Sunday. Miriam Wallach and I are going to be presenting Monday morning's JM and the AM on Monday morning between 6 and 9. That'll be the Hask Show. And we are very much looking forward to our own Hask experience at the Hask Experience this coming Sunday. Also, I remind you that we are um, very anxious, to say the least, to help our dear friend, Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. Those of you out there, who have ever considered kidney donation. Our friends at Renewal are uh, have set aside a specific email address for Dr. J. Bienenfeld's uh, situation. I do remind you that uh, living kidney donation is performed laparoscopically with minimal scarring. Donors usually return to their normal lifestyle in two to four weeks. Donors do not need to take lifelong medication afterwards. To learn more about kidney donation, to see if you're a match... And to see if you could help our dear friend, Dr. J. Bienenfeld, use this email address, r25555 at renewal.org. Again, r25555 at renewal.org. r25555 at renewal.org. And as we always say, your help with that, greatly appreciated. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Rather, well, the web and the Nachumsegel Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. It wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JMN. Big thank you to everybody, Danielle Gladstein. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Uh, Monday, our broadcast from Hask. Tuesday, my broadcast from Camp Nasora. Uh, even during the three weeks, we have exciting weeks here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, I am proud to say. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. The book is called The Darkness and the Dawn, Burr by Daniil Gladstein. And have a fabulous Tuesday, or Wednesday. Have a fabulous Wednesday. <laughs> yes, he's why. Get a Wednesday live lunch, acapella style, coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Join Yassi for that. And uh, till tomorrow, it's Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs> and I apologize for that. <laughs> um, I apologize for that. That's pretty funny. The new system that we implemented um, when we built our temporary studio in uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey, it's that system that uh, that, ca- that caused that Hatikva repeat. Anyway, as I said earlier, I'll say it again. Until tomorrow, it's Nahum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.